as pastor of this church, as minister of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, this night I ask that the hand of Almighty God come upon me and give me utterance in the Holy Ghost. Give me an anointing that will break any yoke under the sound of my voice. Give me that anointing that will penetrate each heart and leave an eternal deposit of your glorified word. We thank you tonight for what you're gonna do in our midst. I thank you that a gift of the teacher is here to cause the word to become alive in our hearts. So Father, we determine now in advance that we'll not be a hearer of the word only. We will not listen to it only. We'll not just compliment it, but we'll be doers of that word. We will act upon this word which we hear. We know that it will be alive in our hearts when we act. We know it will become a part of us. And tonight we thank you in advance for what you're going to do. And every saint shouted, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can be seated. Turn with me tonight to the fifth chapter of the book of Romans. Fifth chapter of the book of Romans. Romans 5 and 12. It said, Wherefore, as by one man, say one man, one man. say one man, Sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned, the 15th verse. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift of righteousness the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, has abounded unto many. 19th verse, we're skipping a few, but this is the gist of it. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the disobedience of one shall many be made righteous. Throughout history, Throughout all the dealings with God and man, there is two men that are of the utmost importance. If you didn't know anything about Moses, if you never learned anything about Elijah, if you never heard of Joshua, if you never heard of David, if you've never heard of Daniel in the lion's den, if you'd never heard of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, if you'd never heard of Peter, if you'd have never heard of Matthew, if you'd have never heard of Bartholomew, if you'd have never heard of Luke, if you'd have never heard of Paul. Two men dominate history, dominate the whole of God's dealing with man. These two men are the first Adam and the last Adam. Adam, the Son of God, and Jesus, the Son of God. Are you listening to me? If you knew nothing about any of them, if you knew about these two men, you could get born again. You would know what happened to you. You would know why you needed the new birth. Amen. Why you must be born again. Amen. Praise God. Because of one man's disobedience because of one man Adam in the garden because of his sin because he stood for the whole of mankind he was God's man God's representative he was man's representative in the race of people he was the federal head of God's family at one time are you listening to me therefore what he had did there in the garden affected the whole of humanity. No matter whether you never sinned in your whole life, no matter whether you'd ever done anything wrong in your life, you still had to be born again because of one man's sin. Because of Adam and his disobedience, 
Sin passed, entered into the world, and so death, a spiritual condition passed upon all men. Now, all men weren't born spiritually dead. See, Paul said, when sin revived, I died. When a person comes of age. See, nowhere in the Bible did Jesus, God, any of the prophets ever say that I'll write your name in the Lamb's book of life. That's not in there. It says, I'll blot your name out. Our God is a faith God. When he made the world before the foundation of the earth, he put your name in there because he was not willing that any man should perish, praise God. Hallelujah, it was there. And when a man comes of age, Paul said, when I, when I came of age, sin revived and I died. Amen, praise God. So as a man is born into the world, what happened was this condition, spiritual death was in the world because of Adam's sin. And Satan came right in and set his kingdom up. You know, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 said, Satan is the God of this world. He does not own the earth. He does not own the cattle in the thousand hills. He don't own the silver and the gold. They belong to my father, hallelujah. But he's got a world system set up in which it will affect every man. Amen. So when man was born, you, me, all men, all people were born into this earth. He was born into an epidemic of spiritual death. No man escaped it. It got on every man. Just like you was born right in the middle of the bluebonic plague. Right in the middle of it. And this spiritual death got on every man. And so all men died spiritually. Therefore, God sent another Adam. The Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And he brought something. Over in 1 John, the third chapter, he said the purpose for Jesus Christ coming was that you might have life. Life is the opposite from death. Amen. Satan brought a spiritual kingdom and set it up of spiritual death, spiritual darkness, but when you got born again, you got translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Amen. Amen. Praise be unto God. In your identification, are being made identical, are being made into the same condition that Adam was in, Whatever was wrong with Adam became wrong with every man. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon half the men. Did I misquote that? All of them. No one escaped this. No one. See, that's the thing that people don't understand. I remember when I got saved, people would tell me, said, well, I'm glad to see you make a change. I'm glad to see you've turned over a new leaf. I'm glad, what do they do at the first of every year? New Year's resolution. It's about time you had a change. It's about time you had a new resolution. No, I didn't, I didn't make a change. I didn't turn over a new leaf. I didn't start over. I didn't quit doing anything. I got born again, praise God. I got born out from under the jurisdiction of all the problems that I had all the jurisdictions of the evil genie of this world. Amen. In spiritual death or your identification with Adam, Adam made all men unrighteous. That means you stand before Almighty God condemned. All men. See, that's why they instituted the blood sacrifice where they could cover all men with the blood of goats and bulls for a year's period of time. And therefore, blessed be God, they could stand before Almighty God and their covenant rights would be in effect. Amen. Adam's sin extended to the whole of human race. Every man. Praise be unto God. Your identification with Adam means that you were born under Satan's dominion. 
Whether you like it or not, whether you'd sin, you know, he said even them that hadn't sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. 14th verse. Even them that didn't sin like Adam, it don't make any difference. You're still born, doesn't it? Why? Because he stood for you. He represented mankind. He represented you. Someone said, well, that's not fair. It don't matter if it's fair or not. That's the way it is. That's just the way it is. Praise be unto God. Because with that same theory, as one man got us into all this trouble, God used the same thing, and one man got us out. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. You were born under Satan's dominion. You were born under the law of sin and death. See, the Old Testament was written for men that were spiritually dead. No one was born again in the Old Covenant. No one was spiritually alive. They was all spiritually dead. And therefore, he wrote a covenant with them for men that were spiritually dead. They lived under a law of sin and death. You can't do this. You can't do that. Thou shall not do this. You can't do that. Thou shall not do that. Thou shall not. You know what he said in this new birth? I'll write my laws in their heart. Hallelujah. I'll give them a new heart. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? They'll not have to obey because it's an ordinance. They'll obey because it's in their heart. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Spiritual death passed upon all men. No one escaped it. But thanks be unto God. Look at that 19th verse again. It said, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one, one man, shall many be made righteous. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, if the Christian world recognized what righteousness meant. Hallelujah. Jesus made it so that you can walk before Almighty God just like Adam did in the garden before he'd ever heard of sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can walk before the presence of Almighty God and not shrink back. Sin makes a coward. Sin makes a spiritual inferiority. It gives a man an inferiority complex when he's sin. He can't look another man in the face. He cannot raise his head to Almighty God. He can't look at his God. Amen. But Jesus made it where you can just walk in to the throne room of God and look full in the wonderful face of our Father. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One man's disobedience and one man's obedience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The 19th verse there in Philip's translation said, but one man's obedience has the power to present all men righteous before God. I like that. Listen to that translation. But one man's obedience has the power to present all men righteous before God. How many of you know every man in the world is righteous before God? Sinner in all, in the eyes of God. God was personally present in Christ Jesus, hugging the world, making them a favorite, praise God. The world, the sinner, the heathen, the Christian, everybody. He's already been made righteous. They just don't know it. See, our jobs go tell them. God ain't mad at you. Our God's in love with you. Our God has made you a favorite. Praise God. You're a favorite son with God. And all you have to do is receive it. Praise God. Amen. Praise be unto God. Williams translates that 19th verse. He said, So by this one man's obedience, the whole race of men may be brought into right standing with God. Now listen to that. Can you understand what he's saying? See why this is so important. You need to know what Adam done. Bless God, he got us in trouble. But hallelujah, our God wasn't fixed to lose his family. He wasn't fixing to lose his man. Bless God, he sent another Adam. One man's disobedience got us into sin and spiritual death came upon all men. But blessed be God, Jesus Christ, the last Adam, the magnificent son of the living God, he died on a cross. He took my sin, my sin nature, everything in the whole realm of sin that by this I might be made the very righteousness of the living God. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. What will righteousness do? It'll do what Jesus did. See, whatever he did, you'll do. The works I do, you'll do also. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ reversed in history, reversed in humanity. He reversed in the new birth everything that Satan brought against mankind. It's been reversed. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Whatever came with the fall of man has been reversed. It's set back right. Hallelujah. You got a right to live in your domain in peace, joy, happiness. You've got a right to live in health. You've got a right to see your family grow up in the nurture and the admonition of all. Almighty God, you've got a right to stand and see your family grow up and be blessed just like they were in the old covenant. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus reversed everything, annihilated everything, destroyed everything that Satan brought against man. It's been annihilated, destroyed. Someone said, well, yeah, but I still get sick. Yeah, I still, but let me tell you something. You can get your healing. Someone said, yeah, but my finances, you know, I've been concerned a lot. Well, I'll tell you what, my God will supply you whatever need. How's he gonna do it? by his riches and glory, through Christ Jesus. He's already handled that. Amen. See, it takes time to get that thinking in your head. See, the church world as a whole has had a poverty mentality. Oh, Brother Sutherland, we're not to have anything here in this earth. We're to store it up in heaven. How many of you ever heard that? That's Bible, but that's spiritual stuff. You cannot store a a, a new car up in heaven. You cannot store a house up in heaven. You can't take the blessings, physical blessings down here. How many of you know God didn't put this gold and silver and all the blessings down here for the devil and his crowd? Amen. Amen. I, I got better sense than that. I can figure out better than that. You know, if I, I, I wouldn't take and give everything I had to some wino and every time my kid wants somebody that's backhanded. You say, well, that's a terrible father. How many of you know every good and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of light? And with him's no variableness, neither any shadow of turning. If he ever blessed one man, blessed God, he's obligated to bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus, in our identification with him, Jesus made all born-again men righteous. <coughs> Adam because of the fall, made all men unrighteous. He made all men righteous. He imparted to man. The minute he asked Jesus Christ to come into his heart, he becomes a son of the living God. Right then, as many as received him, gave he the power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on his name. But something else mighty happened at the new birth. You know, in John 1, 4 said, in him, in Jesus was life. The word there in the Greek was Z-O-E, Zoe. In him was Zoe. And this Zoe was the light of men. The word Zoe meant the life and nature of Almighty God. John 5, 26, he said, as the Father hath Zoe in himself, so is he given the Son, Jesus, to have Zoe in himself. See, Jesus was the light of the world. Amen. What made him different than any other man? He's got Zoe in him. He's got the nature of God. He's got God living on the inside of him. And John 10, 10 said, I am come that you might have this Zoe and have it in abundance, praise God. All born again men have the life and nature of Almighty God. Jesus brought Zoe. Jesus brought the life of God to man that he could receive this. And any man that has the life of God, it will expel the works of darkness. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Jesus, in your identification, are being made identical, are being made in the same condition he's in. He delivered you 
from the jurisdiction of spiritual death. He delivered you from Satan's jurisdiction. No matter what came with Satan's entrance into the world, you've been delivered from it. Amen. Amen. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. I was listening one time to Kenneth Hagin talk about when he was a young man in his uh, early days of preaching, he had a, 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 a man that was his Sunday school superintendent in one of his churches that he was pastor. And he said he worked in the oil field and said he was up on a rig one time and said he fell off this rig and said they had called him, said Brother Haynes has fell from the rig and said he, he said the doctor said we won't even move him, said you, he'll probably be dead when you get here and said he rushed out there as soon as he could and said he, he Sister Haynes was there and, and the doctor said, uh, 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 Reverend Hagin said, will you go and prepare her for what's fixing to happen? Said her husband will be dead in a few short minutes. Will you prepare? He said, yes, I'll prepare. Said I didn't intend to prepare her to die. Said the Bible promises you 70 years and with strength 80 and he is only 56 years old said, my God, this word of God's to be lived, folks. It's to be believed. It's to be stood upon. Can you say amen? This is real stuff. This isn't just beautiful words put together as some poem. This is God talking directly to you. And said he went to Sister Haynes, and he's told her. He, he went to speak, and she said, oh, said Brother Hagin, I know Dr. So-and-so thinks daddy's going to die said, but isn't it a good thing? We have inside information. Inside information. Amen. He said, she'd heard me preach many times. If you've got it inside the word of God, you can have it. See, a lot of times people try to believe God for this, try to believe God for this and that, and fail, and they don't know why. You cannot go beyond the word of God. You must find what your covenant promises is. Can you say Amen. You can't just hear about them. You've got to know what belongs to you. Can you say amen? He said he told Sister Haynes, yes. Said, uh, thank God. Said, I had planned on just praying a prayer of agreement with you. Bless God, he's, he's not in shape to pray, but you're his spouse, and bless God, we're going to just pray and believe God. Amen. And said, he lay there on the ground about 45 minutes and said, the doctor finally come and said, he knew that we were holding him there. Said, Brother uh, Reverend Hagin, you know, uh, Mr. Haynes ought to have done died and said he hadn't died. Said, the you know, the ambulance was backed up there and the police escort and everything, sheriff's part. And he said, uh, 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 you ride with us. We're going to chance it and try to move him to the hospital. He was laying out on, on the ground at, at the oil rig and said he got in the, in the uh, uh, ambulance with him and they went to the hospital. And when they got there, the doctor took his blood pressure and his blood pressure was zero. And he said after an hour of working over him diligently, it only got up to 40. And said they stayed up, make a long story short, uh, after three days, uh, 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 he, he noticed Brother Haynes was slipping. And he said, I knew that I had to get Sister Haynes. She'd been staying up. And the doctor said, can't you get Sister Haynes on home? Said, she, she, uh, 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 she's got heart trouble. You know, I, I'm her doctor. She's got heart trouble. She's liable to just go at any time. Said, she was 53 or 4 at that time. Said, last he heard of her, she was 87 and still going. Amen. She had inside information. See, it belonged to her. Amen. And make a long story short, uh, uh, he got her on home and, and, and said he stayed there those three days and three nights and said he, he was startled at, uh, one morning early as the nurse passed him and, and brushed him and he woke him up. And, and he looked and, and she was feeling of his uh, fingernails and, and, and looking under his eyelids. And, and he said, oh my God, I thought I'd let him, I went off sleep and let him down. And said, uh, he asked the nurse, said, how is he? said, oh, 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 he can't live. He'll be dead by 7 o'clock at least. He, he can't go past that. And said, he went out in the hall and pleaded this case. And he said, Father, according to your word, 
You've promised us 70, 80 years. I have been a pastor for 12 years, and this fellow is the only Sunday school superintendent I've ever had. If anyone misses, he visits them. He goes sees about them. All the rest of them I ever had just been figureheads. They ain't ever been nothing. Just get up and, uh, and something for their own gratification. Said, but this is a real man of God. Said, he's got a testimony in the community that he serves Almighty God. Hallelujah. And he said, I'm not going to let him go. And he went back in said, seemed like Brother Haynes has got a little better. Praise God. And said, he sat there and uh, hadn't slept in three days. Said, he dozed off to sleep. Dozed off to sleep. Said he woke up and the nurse was feeling his pulse, see if he had any pulse. And he said, oh my God, I've done dozed off and let him die on me again. And he went out and pleaded his case. Isaiah 43, 25 and 26. God said, I, even I, that blotteth out your transgressions for my own sake. He said, put me in remembrance. Plead the word. Put the word of God. Put me in remembrance of my covenant that I've made with you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This is stuff you live by, folks. It's not something you just hear and it sounds good. It works when that child's lying there with 105 fever. It works when your wife is sick. It works when every child is sick. It works when every need looks like you cannot be met any kind of way. But when you've got the covenant word upon it, you can stand on what my God says. Amen. And get God's results. Hallelujah. Well, make a long story short. I've been trying to get short with it. Well, get on with a hallelujah. Anyway, anyway, he pleaded his case. And Brother Hagin said that that, that third day, he said he snapped too. And the doctor said, why, this is a miracle. He said, carry him to x-ray, x-ray him. He's just broke all to pieces. And, and arms all broke and everything else. He's broke all the pieces. He said, carry him to x-ray and we'll x-ray him. He said, my God, he was in shock. He's come out of shock. Maybe he'll live. He said, at least he's got a 50-50 chance now. <laughs> Bless God, he's got a 100% chance when you got the Word of God on it. Amen. You got, this ain't 50-50 business. Amen. This ain't hit and miss. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Anyway, when Brother Haynes got well, uh, full service one morning. He said, Brother Haynes, won't you come up and, and just testify? And uh, Brother Haynes got up there and testified. He's seemingly God man, head of the Sunday school, old holy gentleman. Amen. He said, people, let me tell you something. Don't ever feel sorry for anyone if they're going to die. Don't ever feel sorry. He said, I died. I went on and, and, and was in the presence of Jesus. He said, said, Jesus, when I walked up, I was going to fall at his feet and tell him how much I loved him. And he said, wait right there, Brother Haynes. And said, he pulled back a window and said, I've seen Brother Hagin's face. And he said, Brother Hagin won't let you come. You can't come right now. You've got to go back. He said, don't ever feel sorry for someone that went on to be with Jesus. He said, I want to tell him, close the window. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And said, I snapped too and I woke up and Hagen was, Brother Hagin was standing over me praying. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. We're talking about being identified with Jesus. That means whatever condition Adam was in, you were in. But bless God, whatever condition your Lord and Savior is today at the right hand of the Master on high, you're in that same condition. You have that same authority. You have that same identical righteousness as Jesus had. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You don't have to struggle to make this thing so. Someone said, I've been struggling with that for years. Well, quit struggling. It's so whether you struggle, fight, don't. It don't matter whether you even believe it. It's still so. Amen. Amen. You don't have to fight and struggle to get this. This is already so. Jesus made it so. Amen. Every, 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 every. I want you to know something. This is every. Every single thing that Jesus Christ did for you from the time that he was on the cross until he was raised 
and ascended to the right hand of majesty on high, he did as your substitute. He did as your stand-in. He did as your agent. He was acting for you. I was crucified with Christ. I died with Christ. I was buried with Christ. I was made alive with Christ. Blessed be God. I was raised with Christ. Now I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Everything that he did is set down to your account. Amen. I call it the divine process. You went from the cross to the throne with the Lord Jesus Christ. You went through that process. And as he put an old sinner in up here, bless God, you come out a saint, a son of the living God, made righteous, pure, and holy before the living God. A brand new creation nation has been produced. A man that can stand before God as if he'd never even heard the word sin. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. You know, as a young man, fellow around here named Jess Merkel, wanted to start a chicken factory called J&M. Any of y'all ever remember J&M poultry? Jess Merkel, J&M. Jess Merkel started. And different ones, they took up collections around different merchants and everything, helped him, you know. And that, I, I'm telling you, you'd had to seen that thing. Now out there today, it's called ConAgra, I believe. I mean, it's clean as a pen. I mean, they've got electric chicken pickers. They got, they got everything electric. I mean, it was, it, it's something. But back in them days, you run a crate of chickens up there, and it kind of reminds me of that divine process. Man, you run a batch of chickens in there and dump them out. Bless God. And them, them folks in there slapping and grabbing them chickens. I'm telling you, feathers was a flying. Bless God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, when Jesus carried you the cross, the feathers flew. Bless God. Hallelujah. Can you shout amen? I'm telling you, every feather flew. I'm telling you, there's grabbing at it and snatching and grabbing, stalling them chickens and snatching the feather. Nothing over here was a gift. Man, nothing over here was a neck. I mean, they had everything going, and it come out right down there, and it was vacuum packed. Amen. Your God run you through the divine process. He brought you out a finished product. Amen. You ever seen one of these signs on the back of the a car or something? I've started to ram one a time or two. Said. Be, be patient with me. God ain't through with me yet. He's through with you, folks. He's done everything it takes for life and godliness in you. He's through with you. He's made you what he wants you to be. How many of you know you were created in Christ Jesus unto good works? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Everything in the death, burial, resurrection and the magnificent ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything he done, it's already been set down to your account. How many of you know you done been crucified? You done been buried. That's what we do when we baptize folks. Someone said, oh, I thought I was following in Jesus' footsteps. No, you're not. Baptism represents the old man dying and being buried and his life gone and you raised to new life in the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. I preached a tape one time, water baptism, just taught on it. I need to get that tape and listen to it. Praise God. It's a good one. Hallelujah. Jesus was my substitute. Jesus was my stand-in. You know, how many of you have seen John Wayne? I've seen him riding on that cliff too many times, jump off that horse on this other fellow and blew him down. That, that, that wasn't him. He ain't skint. That ain't him. That wasn't Roy Roger. That wasn't Gene Autry went down the hill. That wasn't him. Who was it? That was his agent. That was his stand-in. He had a stand-in. Amen. Jesus stood in for me and went to hell for me and paid my price for sin that I could walk and look at a God that's pure and holy that knows nothing of sin. I can look at him in the face as if I'd never heard of that sin myself. I can get my prayer answered just like Jesus. 
Can you say amen? Hallelujah. 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 Turn with me, if you will, to 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. Look in the 14th verse. Second Corinthians 5, 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Let me clear that up. I don't know many people. Even Shakespeare could understand that Elizabethan. Weymouth. The conclusion at, at which we have arrived being this. That one man having died for all, his death was their death. Amen. Amen. Stringfellow translates that. Said one died in behalf of all. Good news Bible said one man died for everyone, which means that they all share in his death. Can you say amen? That means, listen close to me, the old man that you were, he has been crucified. He died. He no longer exists. Someone said, yes, Brother Sullivan, every now and then my old man rises up. He can't. It takes the gifts of the Spirit to raise the dead. He's dead. He does not exist anymore. Someone said, well, sometimes I, you know, yeah, sometimes you do. Sometimes you act like that. But that don't mean you've got an old man. That old nature, that old man that was connected to sin and death has died. He's been annihilated. God buried him in the divine process. The man that is on the inside of you has never, never, never been a sinner. He's never been connected to sin. You are not an old sinner saved by grace. You were an old sinner, but God killed him. He annihilated him. He destroyed him. He buried him. Hallelujah. Let him die. Let him die. He's dead. You're a new creation. Who you're in union with? Adam. No, Jesus. Amen. Amen. He that's joined to the Lord has formed a single spirit. Praise God. He is the vine. You are the branch. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are the temple of the living God. You're the place where God lives, not the nature of the devil. Amen. Amen. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Turn with me, if you will, to uh, Romans. Turn over to Romans, back to Romans 6 chapter. Oh, hallelujah. Romans, the 6th chapter, looking in the 6th verse. Knowing this, say, know this. Say, knowing this. You know what that means? God wants you to know this. What's he want me to know? Huh? Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Old man's been crucified. That what? The body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that's dead is free from sin. Amen. Hallelujah. Knowing this, that our old man, our old man was crucified with him. Good speed said, no, I thrust away. Our former self was nailed to the cross with him. Philip said, our old self died with him on the cross. Carpenter said, he was a sinful fellow. He was, it was useless to try to persuade him to become a little better. A shade or two less sinful. He had to be exterminated. <laughs> God called Orkin on you, son. I can't use him. I cannot use him. I cannot just forgive that old dude. He is something dead, something stinketh in Denmark. Amen. Something's rotten. Something's deep down. That man ain't, sin ain't God. Sin, God ain't worried about sin. It's the sin nature. 
It's the root of the thing. What makes that guy sin? What makes him wall in sin? Something's not right down on the inside of him and God can't use it. He can't just forgive it because he's still got a sin nature. He has to be born again. Cotton Patch said he must be refathered from above, secure in his great love. Fathered from above. Change daddies. Change daddies. Amen. You, you know, in the Old Testament, they had forgiveness of sin. Forgiveness of sins is not the problem. The deep-seated thing, you can quit dipping, you can quit chewing, you can get quit drinking, you can quit anything you want to, and that don't mean you're going anywhere. Amen. I had an uncle was the finest fellow I've ever met. No one in the family liked him. <laughs> That's right. No one liked him. No one liked this guy. He went to church. No one liked him. He deacon at the church. He'd go cook cakes for sick folks. He'd go visit the sick. Good fella. None of our family liked him. We weren't too good of folks. And he was out of step with us. Are you listening to me? But I got saved. I got born again. Filled with the Holy Ghost. I sat down and talked to him one day. I said, Uncle, have you ever been born again? He said, man, I've been going to church since I was 12 years old. You know, me and, me and your auntie, we, we, we belong to the, you know, such and such a society. We've been in church all our life. You know, I'll cook for these folks. I'll do this. You know, said, I, I just got back. You know, that old fellow over there, such and such, told me this old hoary-haired, gray-haired man that was in uh, the church that he went, fine old man. Said, I just got back from seeing him. He's been blind for about a few months. Visit the sick. Done all the good things. I said, have you been born again? What do you mean? You know, it took him back. It's kind of insulting to him. I said, have you ever taking Jesus as your personal Savior and know when a change came in your life. Well, he made, you know, I said, take my hand. What an honor to get to lead my uncle to the presence of Jesus Christ, to know for sure, know for sure he's born again. Not that he's a good man. He's already a good man. Not that he never seen. He said, man, I couldn't tell you what whiskey tastes like. Man, I never smoked a cigarette. Never. Good man. I mean, went to church, but never been born again. I'm telling you right now, I prayed with him, get saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. Bless God, he went to his preacher. He said, look here. said, you seen anything about the Holy Ghost? He was going to a denominational church. He said, man, look here. said, every page I turn, it says something about the Holy Ghost on it. Man, he was on fire for Jesus. For a while, for a while. But if you don't hear this stuff, if you don't hear about who you are, if you don't hear about the power of God, if you don't see miracles every now and then, you will not stay on fire for God. Amen. Are you listening to me? The fire will wane. Amen. So it's not being good. It is the new birth. A total brand new creation, praise God. Let me read you that again. Carpenter's translation. Said that old man said he was a sinful fellow. This is a paraphrase. Said he's a sinful fellow. It was useless to try to persuade him to become a little better, a shade or two less sinful. He had to be exterminated. What did God do? He called orkin on you. Amen. DDT. Goodbye. You're gone. Do you know what? That you're so gone that he annihilated you so much there's not even a trace of you left. There ain't no, no record. He don't even have a record. He nailed that thing to the cross. There's no record of you ever living. You know where you started? At the new birth. Right then, that's when God... See, you were born right out of the very heart, the womb of God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. What happened to you? See, we don't, we don't major on things like this. This is more important than Jesus just hanging on the cross physically. See, his physical, his physical dying on the cross is not what's got your sins forgiven. How many know sin's spiritual? How many know the blood of Jesus is spiritual? 
it was carried into the holy of holies in heaven and sprinkled upon the mercy seat. Not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place. Oh, hallelujah. And that blood caused a spiritual new birth to be available to every man. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, Peter writing over there in, in, in 2 Peter 3, 15, 14, 15, he said, he said, you We'll touch about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Let me tell you something, folks. David, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Moses, Elijah, the greatest prophet that they ever had was not in your class. Jesus said there's no greater prophet born than John the Baptist, but the least one in the kingdom of God is greater than him. Why? Because you've got God's life, God's nature. You're born again. You're a son of the living God. You've got a brand new man living on the inside of you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, someone shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, whatever you were no longer exists. Whatever you were, whatever jurisdiction you were under, it no longer exists over you. Whatever Satan had over you, it does not exist anymore. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're in the same condition that Jesus is in. Amen. How many of you ever heard me say you need to check in and see what condition your condition is in? Amen. You need to check in. What's my condition? Whew. Born again. Whew. I got the life of God living on the inside of me. Whew. I'm the temple of the living God. Whew. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Woo! I'm a master of anything and everything through the master who lives in me. Woo! He's made me more than a conqueror. See, you know what a more than a conqueror is? Huh? More than. How many of you remember when Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, used to fight? Huh? Oh, man, he, want, he knocked Sonny Liston out twice. I mean, he's, he's something special. He's the champion of the world. Hallelujah. He got great million-dollar purses, and when he got home, his wife got it. That's called more than a conqueror. She didn't have to fight for it. <laughs> well, see, the battle was the Lord's, but the victory's ours. Can you say amen? That's more than a conqueror. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In Galatians, the second chapter in the 20th verse, Galatians 2.20, he said, I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Now it's not I. Say, not I. Not How many believe the Bible's plain about it? It's not I. It's not I that lives anymore. What happened? I, God exterminated him. God killed him. He could not patch him up. He killed him. He annihilated him. He does not live anymore. Now I am a new creation. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away, and bless God, all things are become new. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Now it's not I, but it's Christ that lives in me. Knowledge translation said, I've been crucified with Christ. It is not my old self. What happened to your old self? Well, he rises every now and then. No, he can't. He's been annihilated. God killed him. He exterminated him. He called Orkin. Amen. Hallelujah. He's gone. It's not my old self. Listen to this. I've been crucified with Christ. It is not my old self, but Christ himself who lives in me. Who lives in me? Christ. Well, what's he doing in there? Just some spiritual hitchhiker just hanging around till I make it to heaven? No, he's in there to do whatever he did when he was in his earth walk. He'll do through you today, praise God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Arthur S. Weiss said, I have shared Messiah's Crucifixion. I am living indeed, but it is not I that lives. What happened to I? God killed him. Called raid. 
I shared Messiah's crucifixion. I'm living indeed, but it is not I that lives. It is Messiah whose life is in me. You know what Messiah means? The anointed. You know what Christ means? The anointed. The anointed. Who's living in you? The anointed. The anointed. The anointed. The anointed. You know, in 1 Corinthians, he said, and it was God who has anointed you. You've been anointed. What does that mean? That means Christ lives in us. Listen to Steele Bible's translation. You know, I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. My whole life's gone. Deceal Bible said, I consider myself as having died and now enjoying a second existence, which is simply Jesus using my body. When the body of Christ rises up to the point that they say, I know it's not I. My old self's gone. I reckon myself dead. I reckon myself dead and alive unto God. It's not I. It's not me anymore. It's not that old man. He's gone and I'm a new creation. I've been made in the image of Almighty God. Jesus himself lives on the inside of me. Bless God, you'll see the miraculous take place. You'll see men stand up and proclaim the word of God and things happen in their lives. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. You know, I was thinking today, I was thinking today, I'm teaching on, on intercession uh, on Wednesday night. And a lady called one day, one night. And when the phone rang, I had never heard this woman talk. I'd never spoken to her. I didn't know who she was, nothing about it. But I knew who she was and knew why she called. And I was eating some chicken or something like that. How many know preachers like chicken? And immediately I spit it out and fell on my knees. And I began to pray and intercede. And, I, and the Spirit came, came on me and I was interceding about this situation. And when she hung, my wife hung up, she said, this man had been drinking and he took an overdose of pills. And what he took with this drinking, there's no antidote. And her wife said, can we pray? Said the doctor said that he will be dead in a few short minutes. We came to the hospital. We've been preaching this stuff. We've been preaching this stuff 15 years, folks. This ain't, this ain't my first go around with this. I've preached this same message to this church, no telling how many. Listen, this isn't some good words that sound good. This isn't some magical formula. This is catching hold to the Christ that walked the shores of Galilee and knowing that he lived on the inside of you, folks. Hallelujah. He's there, praise God. Amen. We walked in that hospital, and the doctor, big, burly fellow, had a big beard, looked like he'd come off of one of them Smith cough drops. I don't know why, you know, one of them, you ever seen a Smith cough drop? You know what kind of them are? They had them little chairs and all that. And the doctor come out and said, he's going fast. He went back in. He come back out. Had his heart on monitor. And he said, he's gone. And I said, Doc, you go to church. I knew where he went to church. I knew they didn't believe in miracles. But I knew he knew Jesus. And I said, Doc, I'm telling you something. Good thing we know some inside information. Praise God. Amen. We know some inside information. I said he'll live and not die. That's pretty bold talk, folks. Say, how can you say that? I've got authority from Almighty God. The Spirit of the Lord, the anointing of God was upon me. They done covered him up. And I walked in there, and in Jesus' magnificent name, it wasn't 10 minutes, 15 minutes, till the young man was sitting on the side of the bed. Can you say amen? Why did this happen? Because you some kind of hot shot? No, a thousand times no. God wants to use the little child. He wants to use the teenager. He wants to use everybody. He wants to anoint you to do the works that he done when he was here. Can you say amen? How is he going to do it? You're going to have to find out that it's not you living on the inside. It's Christ. It's the anointed that's on the inside of you. You've got to depend on him. Amen. Totally. Totally, totally, totally. 
You heard me tell a story I was driving down the road one day and, 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 and a dark-headed lady, Mexican or Indian, I don't know which, she was ahead of him and had a little girl, maybe three, four years old, and she was standing up in the seat and I noticed how pretty their hair was, you know. And, and she's driving down the road and she went to turn and her door come open and the little child fell out and she ran over this little child and just rolled her up, up under the, under the wheel. You know, most folks said, oh my God, what can we do? I just stopped the thing and I took the child in my arms. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And in Jesus' magnificent name, you will live and you will not die. Hallelujah, the Christ in me will not let you die. Amen. That little girl, I mean, she took a breath and started breathing, started breathing. Her mama had gotten out of the car and she was standing there looking at me. And the little girl started breathing. And her eyes come open. She's looking me right in the face. Wasn't scared. You know, most kids, it just scared them to death. Wasn't scared at all. She's looking at me and she started grinning. And I just got up off my knees, walked over and handed her to her mama. And her mama looked at me. She got in her car. And she drove off. And I seen her eyes look like two moon pies in, 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 on a sheet looking in that mirror. Who is that fella? Who is that fella? She never said, kiss my foot, thank you, nothing. She didn't say anything. It shocked her. Let me tell you something, folks. When the world sees Jesus in you, it's going to shock them, folks. It's going to shock their shoes off. Are you hearing me? It's going to shock them. They said, I've been with Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus with skin on. Amen. Jesus in the flesh. Ephesians 5.30 said you're born of his bone and flesh of his flesh. Can you say amen? Come, y'all prepare to sing that song. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn with me, if you will, to Ephesians, the second chapter. Let me read you something before they come. I want them to sing a song and put on this tape. I was looking through the book room and I, we didn't have some tapes on uh, identification that I needed to give to some people the other day. Praise be unto God. Ephesians, the second chapter, the 13th verse. said, Now in Christ Jesus, ye which were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of petition between us and having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinance far to make in himself of twain one new man to make peace. One new man. He made one, better translate, one new kind of man. One new kind of humanity. One new kind of nation. Praise God. Hudson, Concordance, literal New Testament, said to create in himself one new humanity. Place the lily said to create in himself one new being. You know you're a new kind of being? You're a new kind of being. Shuttleworth said to make a new race. How many of you know you belong to a new creation nation? Amen. A new creation nation. Hallelujah. You got citizenship in two worlds. You got citizenship in heaven. You got citizenship here in the States. Amen. You're dual citizenship people. Amen. A new creation nation marching on in victory. Praise God. Hallelujah. What is this new man? Now what is he? Now listen to me. He is a God man. He's a man with God living on the inside of him. You know it said about Jesus that he was the Word made flesh. How many of you ever read where you're born again? by the incorruptible word of the living God. You are the word made flesh. You are the Christ in this earth. You are the hands, the feet of Almighty God. You are the mouthpiece of Jesus here in the earth. Can you say amen? Don't let your head tilt on you. You receive this by faith. Just cause it's there and we read it, we receive it just cause that. You act on it, it'll become real. If you just say, oh bless God, isn't that wonderful? Won't be nothing. Won't be nothing. Isn't that, isn't that fellow a fine preacher? Ain't worth 15 cents. It's when you believe it and you act on it 
out of a heart full of faith. I receive it. I believe Jesus lives on the inside of me. I believe that with all my heart. If you take a ball bat and beat me to death, I'd, I'd say, Jesus lives in me. Jesus uses my body. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, dwells in me. I, you couldn't get it out of me no way. Amen. 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 When we first got a hold of this, I set my wife down on the side of the bed. And I said, we're going to preach it. I know God's called me to. And if it harlips every preacher, every friend we got, every man that teaches faith. I'm a faith teacher. That's, I, that's my calling. I, I preach faith. This is faith. But every faith man won't receive this. Do you know that? Amen. This is, this is the finishing touches on God's Word. This is the end results. That's that process that you come out of that divine process. This is the end results we're preaching down here. Amen? Amen. Amen. I told her, I don't care who, who says what. We're going to preach it. What are you going to do about it? She said, let's go, brother. Hallelujah. We ain't backed up 14 years preaching it. Amen. Amen. What has it done? I've seen some people that was basket cases, bless God, mount to something special for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We got one man. He's an evangelist right now. He lived in our home. We taught it to him. I carried him around with me everywhere, night and day, night and day. He went through Ramah, bless God, with flying colors. Hallelujah. He's preaching all over the world right now, all over the United States, all over South Carolina. He was in, in Ohio last week, bless God. Hallelujah. Preaching this stuff. We got another man. Where's Consilla at? Florida? Another man in Florida. We got people in Memphis. We got people that's caught a hold of this that'll take it and do something with it. Praise God. Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. When Donnie and Maria, uh, not the Osbournes, uh, Rambo. <laughs> Donnie and Reba, Rambo, McGuire, Collins, whatever. When they's here, first time. We told them some of this stuff. It done set them afire. They wrote a song. Jesus was skin on. Man, they didn't know what they had. Hallelujah. They'd heard bits and pieces of this. He said, man, can I take and publish some of this stuff? Some of this stuff that you got. Let, can, can I publish it? Man, we'll, we'll put it all over. I said, publish it and sell it and put it in your ministry. Amen. Amen. You know why? Because if we bless them, bless God, God will handle us. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. He said, man, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. I said, do it. Do it. Do it. We don't care. We want the word out. Amen. Amen. Listen to him as he sing this, this song. Hallelujah. Uh, Marsha Cook, the Lord gave this to Marsha, September, the, this on tape. September the 16th, 1990, following the sermon that Buzzy had preached. And... Uh, she just couldn't get away from that anointing that got on her during that service and left here and wrote this song. Praise God. We're a new creation nation walking on in victory. The new creation nation God told Abraham would be as according to the promise we've come that promised seed. One with Jesus, we're his body. He now inside of me there's no curse that can come nigh me since he hung up on that tree he defeated all my foes and then gave me the victory he'll never leave me or forsake me we are one oh don't you see we're that new creation nation I told Abraham would be by the precious blood of Jesus, I've been bought and I'm set free. And His mercy and His faithful love forever turned toward me. Love now rules within my heart. By His Spirit, don't you see? We're that new creation, nation God, Abraham would be. There's no plague that can come nigh me. All His promises are mine. The Word made flesh again, just like was in Jesus' time. We're the body of our Savior. We've come that promise. We're 
God, be seated a minute. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In the third chapter of Galatians, you know it said, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree, that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. See, it didn't stop there. That the promise of the Spirit we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. And it goes on to say, Now unto Abraham and his seed was the promise made. Listen close. And to Abraham and his seed was the promise made. He saith not unto his seeds, plural, as of many, but as to one, and to thy seed which is Christ. The promise to Abraham, he preached the gospel to Abraham, said through your seed, through your seed, not Isaac, but the promised seed was Christ. Amen. And he said, if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. See where we come? See, we need to realize exactly, instead of saying little catchy phrases, we need to realize that God has made you something special that he's made him a man that can stand on this earth against any foe, praise God, that comes against the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Oh, hallelujah. 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 If you're here tonight and you want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I want to pray with you. If you've never been born again, oh, hallelujah, Jesus can come and live on the inside of you. If you're here tonight and never been saved,